A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. Here are your hosts, Dan Hansen and Betsy Thompson. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Betsy. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing very well, profoundly well. In fact, I would say... Man, I don't know. I would have to check my notebook about how well exactly oh, I am because I've got it noted. You have going to make back. notes on it. <laughs> yeah, I've got. Well, I hesitate to say diary because that makes me sound like a sissy. Well, I've got a journal. <laughs> oh, because that's so much better. <laughs> Let's say a spreadsheet. I've got a spreadsheet. Well, now I sound nerdy. Yep. Ah, anyway, let's just say I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good like John Wayne. That's how good I am. In a cool way. Uh huh. Anyway. John Wayne, you are not. I'm sorry. I'm too short? Is that the problem? Um, Or is there more? Too short, not (laughs) cool enough. (laughs) Oh, that's cold. Uh, Well. Cold and cutting. (laughs) Well. I'm cool in my own mind. You got a little ways to go before you hit John Wayne's thing. Well, let's just say that my level of happy today is right up there with. Let's put you on a horse and see how well you do. I get very sad. John Wayne it up. Yeah, I did that once. We went to, I believe it was Cran Hill Ranch, uh-huh. and after many tries, did I was able off? to get. No, I was no. able to get on after many tries. <laughs> <laughs> did they give you a block to get up? <laughs> it was a box. <laughs> it's not a block. A block makes it sound so pathetic. It was a box that many adults used. Mm. It was, of course, from the children's part. <laughs> <laughs> they took it from the, the little pony uh-huh. rides. Anyway, I'm feeling good like John Wayne. Yeah, Let's just leave it course. at that. What are we talking about today besides that? We've got really fun stuff. Um, Yeah, we do. We're actually going, we got a question from a customer yes. about some shelves that he has in his pantry. And and that, I know, sounds incredibly exciting. Well, But it really it is, is a because, great question. Well, first of all, the material that the shelves are constructed out of are kind of intriguing. Yeah, a little and bit interesting. And then coating them. There are a couple different ways you can go, so we want to talk about that today because right. it's really kind of cool. Bebop and scat yeah. all over that. Uh-huh. That's a jazz term. I'm doing right. jazz hands right now. Yes, I Isn't can that see cool? that. If only the listeners could see you do that. <laughs> We're also going to be talking about paintbrushes, which again, <gasps> yeah, again, it's one of those earth shattering. Yeah, everybody, sit down. <laughs> Hold <yourself>. on. <laughs> <laughs> the wild ride starting. Grandma's Paint- in her rocker. <laughs> faster, faster. But she it, can hardly wait to talk about paintbrushes. Paint are confusing. They are. You yeah. look at all these different options in the store. What's best? What's right. the right one to use? Well, we're in the studio with Larry Schwartz from Worcester Brush Company, yeah. and he's going to talk about it. And on top of it all, Larry is hilarious. He, yes. We had a Larry's ton of, a fun, of fun, fun with him. It's really worth listening to. It's one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. Yeah, I, I would agree. So, hey, I was uh, perusing the internet the other day, reading through the news, current things that were happening. And I stumbled across this article about Notre Dame, you know, burned what, a month ago, roughly. Yes. Um, there is a new concern now, not just, you know, that the structure has burned and is it stable, but now the authorities are concerned about lead. And when I initially read this, I thought lead, like paint lead. You right. know, I know that it's old inside and all of the paint is probably lead based paint or a majority of it is. I don't understand what a fire has to do with that. In further reading, it's actually the roof of Notre Dame, because that's the main thing that burned. And that roof was made out of lead, which 
I did not know that that no. was a you know building material well, that got used all the time. It's actually a building material that's been used for centuries. Yeah, on roofs. Uh-huh. No, I didn't realize that. It's used in flashing. You know mm. that that part makes sense. Right, and it was used especially on spires and things like yeah. that for a couple reasons. And first off, it was malleable. Yeah. Right? That means it can be hammered. It's soft. Yes. It can be, it can be molded and contoured. All kinds of different yep. complex shapes. Right. And also, it's incredibly durable. It yeah. resists rusting and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so it was used outside in any situation where the elements could be really severe. Right. So it was on these roofs. And when the fire happened and mm-hmm. everything burned, all of that lead dust ends up in the air and settled in the area around the cathedral. Right. Well, and, you know, when we were hearing the news stories about it, they were talking about, oh, the roof, the roof, you know, it's all made of really old timbers. You know, it was put on in 1160. So you have really, really, really old dried out timbers, but you don't think of the lead that is up there that covers those real thin, big sheets of lead that went over top of that. And now they're trying to decide, you know, what do they do? You know, obviously there's some lead dust in the surrounding areas, but there is actual lead that melted and ended up on the timbers that are inside the cathedral now. Mm -hmm. And so they're trying to decide, can they scrape some of that off, you know, kind of reconstitute it and melt it back down and make new lead plates that could go back on the roof. Right. And this is where another intriguing thing came up in my reading and perusing of this news story. Um, If they use lead again, they actually have to be really careful when it comes to the wood that they put up there because there's usually a little bit of sap left in the wood. And now, you know, we send it by trains or trucks or whatever. And in the 18... I use a bike. (laughs) I take one log at a time. Really? It's very small logs. (laughs) Like a twig. I've got amazing thighs (laughs) from pedaling. (laughs) Right. No, so <laughs> this wood has sap in it, and in the 1800s, when they were starting to rebuild some of these Gothic cathedrals and things, restore them and all of yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, they were, you know, fixing roofs and things like that. They were putting the lead back over top of new timbers that had been sent over the rails, and they were having this problem where there was actually a corrosive chemical reaction that happened. And the reason it never happened in the beginning, you know, 1160 when they put the original roof on, is because they used to. They didn't have chemical reactions back then. <laughs> Those are modern. Well, right? no, it's because oh. they sent the timbers down the rivers, and there's something with the water and the sap that the water must have like pushed the sap out for the very long journey down the river, and so they didn't have to deal with that. So in the 1800s, they actually had to start soaking these timbers that they were using yeah. to get that sap You were out. saying that there were a couple of restoration projects that ran into roadblocks because of this, and yeah. they didn't realize it at the time. Right. So they don't know if they're going to go back and use lead. You know, that's right. just, right. everything is conjecture at this point. I've seen all kinds of crazy ideas for what they're going to do on the roof yeah. of Notre Dame. I hope they stay true to its... That would, that would be nice. Well, we know the one place they are not going to use lead, and that is in their paint, because that was outlawed. What, right. 1978? So we can make a quick transition, because that is something. It, it, it is interesting. It's one of yeah. the dark... Well, <laughs> the dark sides it, of paint. Initially, yes, it yeah. is when we look at it. But right. initially, it was put in there for the same reasons lead was used on roofs. Right. Is it's incredibly durable. Yeah. And so a lot of these lead-based paints mm-hmm. were used outside, anywhere where the elements were going to be severe and were really going to tax right. 
the the coating mm-hmm. or in the inside of your home it could have been you know in your bathroom your kitchen anywhere where there's going to be a lot of moisture and water or windowsills trim things like that where it could end up getting wet that's why they used it and so that's why now it's a problem because those are the places where you find lead and it's where you have to be aware especially on people don't think about this they think well my lead is covered up on my walls mm-hmm. and so I'm not really that concerned you know we've always heard that if you don't touch it and it's not peeling off the wall, you're okay. But the concerning area is the trim in those windows where they're going up and down. Anywhere and there's excessive wear. Yeah. And you could you know, work your way through mm-hmm. the paint powder. It's and you grinding get this it through. Dust powder on the floor. And then kids run around and they get that on their mm-hmm. hands. They put their hands or in their mouth. Or you track it somewhere. That's where the health concerns come from. So yeah. make sure if you live in an older home built before 1978, mm-hmm. that yeah. you do spend time looking around those areas, the windowsills, the doors, the floors, the trim. Get dust up right away. Right. You can't just wipe it or dust it and call it good enough. You actually have to scrub at lead to make sure. So put some pressure on it. Make sure you're rinsing and wringing out routinely and keep up on it. If you've got any questions about that at all, email Betsy and I at radio at repcolite.com and we can help you with that. We can put you in touch with some people who... We'll get you the answers that you need. Yeah. Now, we're going to play some commercials. Yes. But when we come back, we're going to be in the studio with Larry Schwartz from the Worcester Brush Company. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to want to miss this. No, it's going to be This one's a fun. lot of fun. <laughs> Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, mm-hmm. are you ready for this? I am ready for this. this is Y'all be fun. ready for this? Y'all ready? Break it down. Boom. No, that's can't touch this. Yeah. Yes. Kind of. Yes. We're in the studio once again. <laughs> yes. Larry, you passed the test. The first Did time. Did I really? Yeah, we're you here did. with Larry Schwartz. From Worcester Brush Worcester. Company, Larry is the national sales manager. So, you're an important guy, and you're uh, still hanging out with not us. Not really. <laughs> it just means he knows a lot. It's no, it doesn't even mean title. that. <laughs> well, then you had us fooled. <laughs> I did. You know, that's why you guys brought me back. <laughs> yeah, I fooled exactly. you on the that's last. That's why you segment. had time to come back. Exactly. We were I don't really do anything. Just sit in my office and watch Amish buggies go by. How's that? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're busy thinking. The people over that where, where Larry works, boy, can he go back and do that show again? Oh, look, Repcolate would like him back. Absolutely. Stay for a month. So that's why they paid you the good money for me to come in. (laughs) This is the first time a guest actually paid to be on. Right. Isn't that crazy? That's not so. No. Larry was on a little while ago and we talked about roller covers. Yeah. And it was a great segment. I Mm -hmm. I thought that was a lot of fun because we learned so much. And and hopefully we simplified the process Mm -hmm. because that is one of the things that people struggle with. You know, really, if you don't work with paint all the time and don't do this Mm -hmm. all the time in your homes, that is a struggle. You come in and first you got to figure out color. Mm-hmm. Then you got to figure out finish. Yep. Then you got to figure out what kind of paint to buy. Yep. And then you think you're done. But then now you've got to figure out what tools to buy to apply it with and all of those things. And it starts to get confusing. Right. So hopefully we simplified. Yeah, now we I think we did. simplify brushes because you're from the Worcester Brush, Brush company. company. Yes. Definitely. How long have you guys been around? 168 years. And wow. we're still manufacturing in Worcester, Ohio. So we wow. haven't changed anything. We do everything under house, from right. bending of metals to packaging, and now we're even developing our own 
handles. How's that? Oh, Wood really? Handles instead so of importing. So everything really is made in America. So that's a good reason to buy it. Yes. Very cool. So let's talk about brushes. I mean, I think yeah, at this point. There are so many I different know. styles <laughs> and types. I'm trying to think how and, do we narrow oh this down. Oh my gosh, colors. And... First off, we, we talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're still a salesperson. So, you know, people have to take what we say and filter it because, mm. you know, that's right. how people look at things. Correct. But a good brush makes a difference. A, Help us understand exactly why a good brush makes a difference. A good brush will make a big difference because just like in all the other tools, uh, like the roller covers, it'll pick up more, but mm-hmm. it also will release more coatings and leave the coating smooth on the wall. So the difference between a good brush and a bad brush is going to be how far you can actually stripe the wall out mm-hmm. or cut in. If you're going from the top of the door jam to the bottom, is it going to be you're going to have to go to the bucket three times or one time? And right. that's the difference. And that'll give you a smoother cut-in finish. You'll have better control, so you'll be able to cut closer. We've all been there where we tried to cut into a ceiling and then the hair particles are all over up on the ceiling Mm -hmm. you know down on the wall Mm -hmm. and it it, it just looks splotchy well the brush will actually cut tight to the ceiling Uh, we always say you don't need tape if you're using a Worcester brush so you don't have to worry about uh, taping the ceilings off and so forth or around the trim but really you don't need to Uh, if you look at a lot of professional painters by using a good nylon and and there's so many different types of filaments but there's base types of brushes there's basically three filaments there's nylon there's polyester and then there's the natural hog's hair bristle mm-hmm. it, it, you know in a nutshell there's different other filaments but basically those ox are the hair ox hair we talking an about ox that hair we blend you got to love they it they get it from the bellies of like the it's ox. super soft yeah. there yeah super soft or in the inner ear but can you uh, just imagine the scene i mean i'm sure it's so idyllic it's just a a nice big hill, and uh-huh. the ox and the sun is just coming up, and the birds are chirping, and the soft breeze is blowing, we, and the ox hair yeah. brush wow. clipper is just laying there on a little, little yoga mat, <laughs> and we have little <laughs> elves out in the meadow. Oh, they're working shade. on the ear. Yeah, 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 they're they're lined up like and somebody a is beauty petting shop. the ox and feeding yeah. it whatever yeah. oxen eat. I'm surprised they don't use your ear hair. Yeah, <laughs> that would make a nice brush. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, for guys <laughs> that are getting older, yes, you could do that. Uh-huh. I agree. That's why you're the mean one. But, okay, the ear hair thing. I'm Uh sorry, but I had that moment where you go to get your hair cut, and the lady says, sir, would you like me to trim? Well, she doesn't talk like that. (laughs) Would you like me to trim your ears or around your ear? And you're like, yes, please. It's only been a week since it's it's been done. Oh, no. She's trimming my ear hair. It's happening. When you told me that, I could not help but that. That was embarrassing. I had someone tell me, the older you get, your hair just pushes down instead of out, so you become bald, (laughs) but it's coming out your nose and your ears. Out of so many places. If I could harvest that into brushes... If you would be a millionaire. Oh, absolutely. So next time our listeners stop in at a Repcolite store and they see a special little display with a few small brushes, (laughs) I'd avoid those. Yes, definitely. (laughs) So anyway, three main types of filaments. Those are the main um, types of filaments. What what do we use each one for? Uh, Nylon and polyester. What what would you... Nylon is actually the best filament. Okay. It picks up paint very well, releases it very well, cleans up very well. Uh, The problem with a true 
fine tapered nylon filament is, it'll absorb a little bit of moisture. Mm -hmm. And so that's why you would want to use a blend just to stiff it up. Polyester is a stiffer filament, holds its form very well, but doesn't release paint. Normal conventional polyester. There's some new polyesters that we put out there, chemically tipped and uh, dipped polyesters that pick up and release coatings very well. But uh, and that's the change for all the new coatings. Uh, now, Chinex. Chinex is a, is a coarse where does that nylon. Fall? Okay. That's a coarse nylon, and because it's coarse. Um, it's very stiff. It mm-hmm. does have some resiliency to heat, so you don't have to worry about it flopping back and forth. Okay. The normal people, um, anyone in their homes, a good nylon polyester like our Ultra Pro firm will do a fantastic job. So for the them. normal people use that. The yeah. abnormal or crazies should use what? Um, everyone else, if you get Let's a see, good for you. nylon polyester brush, and there again, it's not going to cost you sixty nine cents. It might cost you. Seven eight dollars for a good brush. You mm-hmm. can rinse it out and use it over and over. Um, we have some other brushes with a CT filament, chemically tip filaments, okay. and so forth. That'll pick up and release if mm-hmm. you want to throw it away. And we don't mind you throwing away your brushes at Worcester Brush. We call it profit sharing and retirement fund. <laughs> by the way, uh, we all uh, smile uh-huh. when it's there. But um, a good brush, what it's going to do is it's going to pick up and release. The other thing I want to bring up on a paintbrush too is. A lot of people want to go to a really large size. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to use an eight inch brush and because I'm going to fly. Right. I'm going to fly just like an 18 inch roller, mm-hmm. and you're not. Right. Um, you've got to be able to control it. So the average homeowner, a two or a two and a half inch angle yeah. sash. And so depend- talk about that. There, there's a straight cut. There's, there's an angle, angle sash. sash. Why would you use one or the other? A lot of people like the angle sash just because mm-hmm. they can tuck it into the corners and it has a slight angle to it. So when you bring it across the surface, it just has a little bit more control. A lot of the painters like a flat sash because they use both edges, mm-hmm. but most people use one edge and the angle sash works very very well for them. So that's that's the biggest selling um, style in. You know, as far as paintbrushes would go. The other um, aspect is the handle. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, want to use one versus the other. It's Mm -hmm. not the color. It's not anything else. It's actually a comfort level. So we have short, stubby ones everyone wants to. Wait a minute. Nobody can see this. But Larry specifically looks at me. When I said when short, he said stubby. short and stubby, <laughs> I actually did too. <laughs> you did. All right, I uh, want to talk about handles cut. in just a second, okay. but I've got to recollect myself so I can be my normal professional oh, self. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. can you hang with us over the break? Absolutely. All right, we'll be back in the studio. Me, short stubby Dan, uh-huh. normal size Betsy, and Larry Schwartz from Worcester Brush Company in just a minute. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, we're back. We are. I'm feeling a little better. And Larry came back, but. I had some hot chocolate. Oh, At the you. end of the last segment, Larry was talking. You talk- really are like a child. You <laughs> yes. had hot chocolate. No wonder With little mini stubby. marshmallows inside of it. <laughs> he just said mini. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, at the you end asked of, for it. Yes. Uh, at the end of the last segment, Larry Larry Schwartz, yes. thanks for being here. Thank from you for having Worcester me. Worcester Brush Company. Yes. Let's get the important stuff out of the way. Okay. National sales manager. Yes. Important guy. Mm-hmm. Not anyway, really. we're talking about brushes and the different handles because, oh my goodness, you look at all the different handles. Yeah. There's all kinds of different shapes out there and lengths and right. all of these different things. And Larry starts the conversation by talking about how some of them are short and stubby and look straight at me. So we went to break because I needed yeah. to collect myself. I thought that was funny. Then he comes back and talks about my mini marshmallows. There you well, go. Well, if you would not have hot chocolate and mini marshmallows, and we would have nothing to talk about. <laughs> and I you burned set my yourself, lips. There you go. You set yourself up for all I did. Of this. But anyway, we're back. Anyway, yes. So let's talk about brush handles. All the different shapes and sizes. What are they for? And and what are we looking for? A lot for? of it's on personal comfort, how mm-hmm. it fits in your hand. So the short, stubby ones are for? Uh, a lot of people will use those because they have a lot of the uh, shorter brushes. They just feel are more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And, and they want to hold it down at the end of the brush versus all the way up. They find it a little more comfort. But all handles are just there for comfort. So you have, we call it a thin angle sash, and all that is is in the handle itself it's not quite as wide as a standard size brush the handle the width of it it's a little more comfortable in the person's hand it's not a big round piece of wood or Mm -hmm. rubber Um, the standard type brush is uh, we call it the regular sash type brushes Mm -hmm. uh, the Lindbeck handle Um, what that is is a little thicker and then you have beaver handles as far as shorter beaver type handles they use they're not made from beaver they're not (laughs) made from beaver are they made using trees beavers chewed down Uh, maybe maybe that's how we do it in Worcester we have a lineup of beavers (laughs) at the creek and Uh they're dropping trees and then the uh, our mills are shaping them into handles how's that I'll use that that. I wonder if they'll let me do that back at uh, Worcester Brush and you may also use how oxhair brushes yeah and we have all those little elves that have barber Uh shops up on the meadow that they're shaving wow this is just uh, this is like an imaginary farm in my head yeah there you go (laughs) what about okay another thing that happens though are there's Plain wood, bare wood handles. Correct. There's varnished handles. Correct. There's rubber like a handles. Velvety rubber. Yes. Again, just comfort, or is comfort, there a personal reason? preference? Okay. So um, what's the varnish versus the? What's the and point? Even the ones that look like they don't have a finish, they are finished handles. Okay. They have a sealer inside of them, so coatings don't absorb in or sealers. Keeps your brush looking good. Mm-hmm. Nice and good. It keeps all the coatings off your uh, coming out of the wood and so forth. So we use on all our professionals, we use a very, very hard wood, usually maple or ash. Mm-hmm. Um, so And then we treat it so it doesn't absorb in. So most people, um, if you're getting ready to go out and paint your living room, kitchen, bathroom, whatever it is and you got to cut in along the ceilings Uh, we have a line called gold edge Mm -hmm. okay and we developed it for all today's coatings Um, it'll pick up paint it'll release coatings so uh, for the normal person a gold edge um, ultra pro firm which is a nylon poly mix and it's a very fine nylon so just like the micro plush it'll pick up 
coatings, but it'll release it. And when it pulls back out of the coating, it's like little needles coming out. So you don't see any of the okay, uh, brush perfect. strokes. You don't see any. When you pull back, you don't get any um, looks as far as pinholes and so forth. Um, those are two of the most popular brushes for the homeowner. And if you're going to wash it out, that'll be great. I suggest if, if you're um, the regular homeowner, two inches usually all you would ever need for cutting in. If you've done a lot of painting uh two and a half works really really well uh thin angle uh, thicker brushes doesn't mean you're going to put more on and make the job a lot quicker i'll give you a little tip mm-hmm. um when holding the brush um that'll make a big difference uh when you hold the brush just use your natural position of your hand and it becomes a u-shaped at the hand just set the brush in there at a nice comfort level on the handle don't apply a lot of pressure people it's like a pencil you don't want to over squeeze it mm-hmm. and all you want to do is apply enough pressure on the filaments a lot of people want to just push it and squish the brush filaments right down just apply enough so it starts releasing the coating out of the brush a good brush has a little reservoir that's why it picks up a lot of paint and it'll give you the flowing process i always tell everybody put a headset on Mm-hmm. Put some nice relaxing music and just take your time. Slow oh, so is quicker. Nice little white clouds. How does there Bob Ross you go. do that? Puffy, happy little clouds. You're in happy, happy land. <laughs> We're getting meadows. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so the, light wow. pressure. You don't. You don't need to just push it in. Really the grip wall. it with rage, like yeah. when you're writing off an angry missive yeah. to somebody. Mm-hmm. And again, when you dip it in paint, um, one of the problems a lot of people have painting and so forth is my wife thinks a little hole at the end of the brush, you know, where you normally hang it up as a mm-hmm. reservoir. So as long as paint's shooting out at the end of that hole, <laughs> it works great. But really, only, you only need to dip it in about um, two uh, third of the way, the filaments. Mm-hmm. And that's where it'll hold the most and release the the most. So you don't right. need don't to dip it all the way up. All the way up into the metal ferrule. And then when you apply pressure. Another good tip for your homeowners, uh, everyone tapes everything off mm-hmm. and, and that's great if you want to tape around the trim. But then you load the brush and then some people will actually squeeze it off. They'll just squeegee everything off on the side of the tray. Mm-hmm. When you dip it in about that far, just tap a little bit of the extra off. When you put it on the wall, um, when you're going close to the trim, apply up a little pressure about, and I tell everybody about three quarters of an inch away from where you want to cut in. Start bringing the brush down mm-hmm. and release a lot of the excess coatings. Mm-hmm. Lay it off a little bit, maybe back brush, and then cut in close to the tape. And I tell everyone, take a box downstairs mm-hmm. and put a little tape on it and practice. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what you'll find is you can actually cut without using tape because mm-hmm. you get really good well, at we, bringing it right into the substrate. But what happens with a lot of people is they'll dip it in paint and then they have that brush head that's completely loaded with coatings and yeah. then they shove it right next to where they put the tape and it pushes all those sharp little needles push up against the tape, push around it, and then you have bleed through and you go, oh, this tape doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Tape's actually doing what it's supposed to. But you do need Just to get a little really of the overtaxing it with, yeah. right. and we've all seen product. it too, where people cut in, and you see, I call it like a little hill mm-hmm. close to where yeah. they're cutting in. Um, that's because there's so much paint right there by that where mm-hmm. they started out. So they'll find they'll be able to cut a lot farther, mm-hmm. and it'll go a lot smoother. 
Couples won't yell at each other. Mm-hmm. They'll actually have fun Back painting. Back to the idyllic setting. <laughs> yeah. of everything is Deal perfect. setting. Painting is actually fun. <laughs> it can it be. And, and relaxing. And everyone wants kind it of. to look fantastic when they get done. You're proud of it. You've spent a lot mm-hmm. of money. Right. And again, we're not saying you've got to spend a lot on these tools. You just need the right tools. And that's where everybody at Repcolite can give them exactly yeah. what they need. Um, size and style and filament. But like you were saying, a good brush makes a difference because mm-hmm. it will hold more. It'll hold and release more, and right. it'll be a nice, smooth finish. Well, and I have one last comment for any ladies who are listening, because I have found this in talking with women. A guy can handle maybe a little bit chunkier of a handle, two and a half you inch You looked brush. at me when you said chunky. Oh, my goodness. Going on you a are diet, so sensitive. And I'm going to start stretching. You do color. have the most comfortable, biggest chair. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Because my bottom's bigger. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, back to my point. Yeah, the chunky painters. Well, I think it's important to note that women should try out handles and you know how big a brush is before they just buy one because our hands are smaller and so it does make a difference you know some women do like a really skinny handle Mm -hmm. and some prefer that shorter handle because it's not so wieldy because our hands are a little bit smaller and and to help them out they should try it out in their hands and gentlemen please remember you don't have to show your manly Right. You know, I don't like have I to got take a the six. biggest brush home. I don't have to have I the biggest the brush short, there. stubby, chubby one. <laughs> one, one quick um, tip for everybody, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, we don't mind if you throw the brush away, but most people want to wash them sure. out. Yep. Um, and a lot of people want to use a wire brush and just scrub it mm-hmm. and try to make it look really nice. What we always suggest is this. Just take it over to the sink, tip it so the filament is pointing down to the bottom drain part of it Mm. and then take a little hand soap um, work it in and push down from the ferrule to the end of the filaments that will work the soap in to the filaments and push all the coatings back out well larry that's all the time we've got thank you for coming here insulting me in, in such a classy yes, manner. Thank you. I yes. really appreciate that. <laughs> thank you. Larry Wooster, or <laughs> Larry Schwartz from Wooster Brush Company. Thanks for being here. Thank you, guys. Now we have to take a break, but don't go check your paintbrush to see if it's made out of axe hair just yet. Or ear hair. <laughs> or your Ooh. ear hair. <laughs> Get rid of that one. Right, because when we come back, we have a listener question that we're going to answer, and it's pretty intriguing. Stay tuned. You want to take your DIY skills up a rung? The Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Betsy, I've got a story to start us off. Okay. I feel like Grandpa. Mm. Gather around, everybody. Let around, me get out the rocking chair. Yeah, for gather you. around the old talking box, mm-hmm. the radio. I don't know what they used to call it. I doubt if they ever called it the talking box. Hey, Dad, what's on the talking box today? Do you think that ever happened? Okay, was anyway, there a point to your gather, story? Gather around the radio. My daughter is going to Grand Valley yes. this, this coming fall. Mm-hmm. And so I was regaling the children with stories of my time at Grand Valley. Like and the time you got stuck in the door with your backpack? Yes, that was very <laughs> funny. But there was another time that was even funnier to me. I went through a week where a creative writing teacher called on me twice. I never got called on during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, people just didn't call on 
people in the classes I took. In fact, if I found out they were going to call on people, I would drop out of those classes and go to the other classes. I did a lot of that. But anyway, I'm in this creative writing class. It was the last class of the day. Mm. And I spoke to no one. I had zero friends. I just kind of did my thing. So I had not spoken all day long. Yes. And she calls on me and I open my mouth to speak and I can't speak. My throat is completely dry. I can't get any words out. So there I am sputtering in the back of the classroom. I don't know if you can sputter with a dry mouth. No, I don't think so. Whatever you do with a dry mouth, that's what I was doing. And everybody laughed. They thought that was funny because I croaked out my answers. So then I decided I am going to solve this problem forever and give myself a little something to do during these long, boring classes. Mm -hmm. So I bought a great big bag of Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. You know those little Jolly Rancher candies? Uh Anyway. I am slurping down one of those the very next time I'm in that class, and I am riding on cloud nine because I know if she calls on me, my throat's all lubed up. I'm ready to go. And you've had a lot of sugar. I've had a ton of sugar. Uh Well, anyway, what I did was I bit down on one. Yeah. And if you've ever done that, you realize it glues your teeth together. Yep. And that's when she called on me. Of course. I am sitting there literally with my mouth glued shut. I opened it so hard. (laughs) You heard it crack. Did you lose teeth? One kid hollered, I think a filling came out. It was just the part of the Jolly Rancher. I don't even remember if I had the answer to the question that day. I told the kids, stay away from Jolly Ranchers. She probably felt really bad for you and didn't make you answer. She didn't care for me all that much. Oh. Anyway, the whole point of that is, is being asked questions. It's fun. Unless you're sucking down a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> right. And we got a great question from a customer the other day. A listener. We did. And we hope he's a customer. But either way, <laughs> it's somebody with a great question. Yes. And here it is. Yeah. I am putting new Baltic birch shelving in my pantry. Number one. Because mm-hmm. it's a two-part Ooh, question. two-parter. Number one. I want to paint the shelves white. Mm-hmm. So I need a durable scratch and scuff-resistant paint. Okay. Okay. Number yep, one. For all those number cans. two. Should I apply a primer to this raw wood, and if so, what type? So actually, there's three parts to it. So first yeah. off, I think the answer to this really, before we get to that, we need to stop and take a step back and talk about Baltic birch. Do you know what Baltic birch is? Um, I have heard of it, and I have been now schooled in somewhat the finer points of Baltic birch. That's right, because I schooled you in it. Yes, yes, you did. Yes, in Baltic, preparation. Baltic birch is a popular type of plywood. It's Mm -hmm. used in kitchen and bathroom cabinets a lot of the times, in furniture. Also, it's used in wood shops, like for jigs, or Mm -hmm. uh, like I've seen it used for a router table and a fence, or a table saw cross-cut sled. People use it because it's an all-birch veneer core. Mm -hmm. All right? Now, all of that sounds very complicated. What that means is each layer is the same thickness, and then they're Mm cross-banded, right? So they're put together... Cross-grained, yep. I guess we could say. Right. And they're laminated often with an exterior-grade glue. So what you end up with mm-hmm. from this plywood that you don't get with other plywood mm-hmm. is it's more consistent. Yep. It's void-free. You know, if you've ever cut plywood and you've got all those little gaps, yeah, those we did that. little pockets of air and then you feel like you have to fill them with right. wood filler or something. Right. Yep. We've done that on the edges. You're yeah. not going to get that with Baltic birch plywood. Right. It's, it's all going to be very smooth. Very smooth. Yep. It's stable. And it's beautiful. The end cuts can be sanded. And they look beautiful. Yeah, like it's for a nice variation like with the light and the dark color because of the way they change the graining. It looks really cool. Right. It's it's often used for any time that you want to do any kind of joinery, mm-hmm. like dovetail or finger joints. It's less prone to chipping around the edges. Yeah. You can screw into it, and it holds screws better than almost any other plywood yeah, out there. it won't there. split like regular plywood. Right. So yep. that's Baltic birch plywood. Mm-hmm. It's a little more expensive. 
Right. But it really looks great, especially if you're going to have exposed edges and things like that. Right. It's, it's something to look into. Often you can get it at specialty lumber shops. Mm-hmm. You can get it at some home centers, but you want to pay attention and make sure that you're really getting Baltic birch plywood right. and not just a birch veneer plywood. Yeah. Anyway, that's what the listener is using for mm-hmm. the shelves. Yeah. So back to the question. What yes. paint is best for that? Well, there are a lot of things to consider here because this is a pantry, and that means all those canned goods, the metal cans, are going to be scraping over top of whatever you put on mm-hmm. there. And the key is that the listener wants to minimize those scratches and scuffs that are going to inevitably right. With end up white on white shelving. Show. White shelving. <laughs> right. So <laughs> traditionally, I would recommend something like uh, Repcolite's Glow Enamel. It's an oil-based, high-gloss um, product that's going to go on there. That means it's going to be really durable because it is that oil-based fortified product. Yeah. The downside, like you were just saying, is it's oil-based. A lot of people don't yeah. want to work with that, and mm-hmm. it's a high gloss. Exactly. There's also um, Advance from Benjamin Moore. That's one we've talked about. It's the modified Elkid, so you can clean up with soap and water, which is nice. It comes in slightly less shiny sheen, so you can get a satin and a semi-gloss instead of just a high gloss. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Scuff-X, another Benjamin Moore product right. we've talked about a lot. It might resist those scuffs from the cans. It's not going right. to be as durable or scratch resistant as the glow enamel yeah. you know, or even the advance, which is the next step down from the glow right. enamel. So there's always some things that you're going to give up when you choose one product right. over the other. Now, we said at the beginning of the show and at the end of the last segment mm-hmm. that this was an interesting question. And so far, it seems really straightforward. Right. The thing that's interesting, at least to us, is that sometimes when people come in and they've got a question about how mm-hmm. to do a particular project, they've got a solution in mind, or at least they've got a type of product in mind. In this instance, paint Mm -hmm. is where we want to go. We want white paint on those shelves. And it's interesting because sometimes rather than just answer the question, you've got to challenge the premise. Mm -hmm. Let's take a step back and question whether you really want white on those shelves or not. Now, in some instances, maybe you Mm -hmm. do. Maybe that's the only way forward. Right. But sometimes people don't even realize that there are other options that might be better from a maintenance point of view. And in this instance, what we think would be the best alternative all the way around Mm -hmm. would be to go to a clear coat, a polyurethane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could use Repcolite's Mirapoly or a water-based version, which is Miraclear. Right. This is a great option because instead of chipping away or, you know, scratching off like a, a solid regular, color, like a paint would be. Right. This is just going to kind of wear away over time. And you're still going to get that easy cleanup if you do get some scratches and scuffs on it. They're not going to be as noticeable right. on top of that polyurethane as right. the paint. Right. We're not talking about staining the wood. No. Leave the wood natural. Yep, the edges look beautiful because well, it's, it's Baltic birch. Right. It's and so it's bright. It's very light, so it's going to still brighten up mm-hmm. that pantry. Yeah. But as Betsy's saying, if you scratch it, you're scratching a clear coat. Mm-hmm. You're not doing anything to the color. Right. We've had this on our shelves in many of the Repco lights, a clear coat where we just scuff it up, get it cleaned right. up, and put a new coat down. There's no paint that chips off or peels off, no scratches that you really see. Well, and frankly, our paint stores are going to take more wear and tear than your pantry shelves right. are probably going to. Now, that's not to say that paint won't work. Right. Certainly, there are paints that will hold up and do a great job. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes fun to take a step back and realize there are all kinds of different paths Right. To get to the end result that you might be looking for. Right. And sometimes there's a whole different end result out there that you, you didn't, didn't even, even know, know about. you wanted. Right. And Dan, I think that's a wrap that up is, for us. That is what I get to say. Yeah, too bad. You took my little line. Oh. And you didn't do it as well. I always say, 
And that's all there's time for. Yeah. And you sound so pathetic and sad. I don't sound pathetic, Betsy, but I am sad. Mm -hmm. And if you are sad, too gentle listener uh-huh. you can find this episode online at repcolite.com and make sure you check us out on instagram and follow along with the projects we're doing exactly and whatever you decide to do today make sure that paint or stain or varnish right is a part of it you can get all of that at any repcolite or port city paint store and we're open till three o'clock i'm dan hansen and i'm betsy thompson remember if you're about to lose your diy sanity we can help you fix that crazy and we'll make you aware of amazing things that you never knew existed like ox hair and ear hair paintbrush. Oh, that's so disgusting. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>